Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia. I know this is on a very short notice. Normally, we give you guys a little bit of a heads up, but Pramod and I wanted to do a very quick live. Uh, this is going to be unlike our usual Mind Podcast, where we do a whole forty-five minute to one hour discussion. It's going to be a focused thirty thirty-five minute discussion on what happened this week, what happened with Narendra Modi's visit to United Nations, uh, what to make of it, and basically, you know, just uh, covering all the issues. Issues that have dominated uh, the discourse this week. So, with me is my compadre Pramod Kumar Buravalli. Hi, Pramod. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like. I hate you to welcome to Mind Podcast because after hoy yah. So, ham sab bhore ho gaye hain. Abhi there are new members of overseas friends of BJP. Kamala, uh, uh, you know, party is now joined uh, the party. And, uh, <laughs> now, as usual, Pramod is going on uh, on his on his own. Just the way the the visuals of uh, um, uh, Narendra Modi ji's uh, that conversation. Remember, there are some people who are g- giving memes. Hmm. He uh, Narendra Modi is uh, talking about Kashmir, and she is talking about Appadams or something like that. There are funny memes going on, right? But it it was such the body language was so starkly different. Are they? You know, I've seen. Uh, like how many four prime ministers visit the united states so far theek hai this time it almost looks like it school mein bachche ko padhaya ja raha hai sach mein i mean i don't know what they were talking about truly no no see that is all that is all those are all those are all images there for twitter and stuff and i think uh, prime minister modi met kamala harris i think it was also to send a message to you know a lot of uh, 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 one section in the democrats yeah. or something that there is an engagement going on so don't believe that there is there is a continuation going on from what the last establishment was to this establishment India is still yeah. very important to the United States, and uh, so stop uh, thinking that you'll use these propaganda arms like some activist organizations and try and give India a bad name, so to speak. But I, what I want you to draw your attention on was not only—I mean, his uh, camaraderie with Biden was very evident. I want you to talk a little bit about what, why the Quad meeting was so significant. and then we'll get to the united nations and then we'll get to the bilateral but the highlight of this visit was quad so yeah. that's what i want us to discuss absolutely and the whole speculation uh, that the aukus military alliance which was in the offing for almost 5 uh, to 10 years because there is another preceding agreement to this which involved canada and new zealand as well which only re- had mili- uh, military intelligence sharing uh, kind of agreement and there some sort of a you know gentlemen's agreement that if one country gets attacked the other country will come in, into defense this was the anglo saxon gora alliance of canada mm-hmm. us uh, U- uh, uk then australia and uh, obviously now uh, south africa also want, wanted to get into that but then india weaned them away into a different alliance but i'll come to that now the the whole speculation was the aukus alliance was meant to dilute the quad right hmm. and this uh, submarine uh, deal gone wrong with france which uh, essentially led the way for australia acquiring nuclear submarine technology which they have been uh, you know resisting for a long time but considering the aggressive moves that china has been making in indo pacific hmm. australia feels that it is their right to acquire at least uh, nuclear attack submarines without the nuclear weapons by the way these are only uh, uh, ssns which cannot uh, discharge nuclear uh, missiles yet okay uh, but what has what has squad achieved when it comes to the the um, 
you know the whole architecture of the indo pacific is being realigned to make mm. way for india and japan to have a larger say in things australia mm. is obviously very very much in, uh, in uh, interested in diverting a lot of its trade which is dependent on china by the way are they lost 20 billion dollars just the past uh, 18 months because of the spat that has been happening between china and, the, and australia they lost all, all the supplies that they were getting from china yeah so so this is a very important point right what to make of the chinese question and what to make will will the will quad will it be quad or oc os or will it just be a supplemental of both and most strategists believe that ultimately both of them have to work together because they are working towards the same principle of countering a resurgent china in the indo pacific yeah. absolutely the only uh, you know underlying uh, story in this is that the, the aukus was an existing alliance minus new zealand and canada uh, which are now uh, more uh, you know sort of non aligned than before they have kind of a very sort of a reluctant admittance um, uh, that you know china is a, a global menace so the only three countries that understands the realities and have the military capabilities right uh, are uh, uk australia and obviously the united states which have cemented their alliance by sharing of this nuclear technologies these for all i know would probably the crews would all be american in the initial few years and then it will transition over to a trained uh, australian crew but that doesn't mean the military to military is uh, understanding that the united states has with india you know uh, ever since the us indo us nuclear deal in 2008 i don't know if the nuclear technology per se in peaceful uh, uh, you know uh, energy nuclear energy has been shared or not but it is a fact that india has been given at least the nearest and latest and greatest military technology when it comes to the navy when it comes to certain strategic uh, systems intelligence sharing that has been unprecedented and this has been bipartisan and you got it right okay it doesn't matter who is in power this is an, uh, a relationship that is getting stronger by the day undeniable and they all know that the problem is with uh, pakistan and china and india uh, minor a few uh, mi- minus a few hiccups there's not a whole lot of uh, uh sort of pain points between uh, these four countries actually so so what to do with the pakistan question then the pakistan china question and clearly with the with with the rise of the taliban in afghanistan china yeah. seems to be a anchor so to speak in that relationship yeah. with pakistan afghanistan and the west and uh, and they're playing a china is playing as much of a dubious role when it comes to the taliban because they are not saying anything no, neither are they doing but then they yeah. also put for certain things so how do yeah. we deal with yeah. Yeah see China is getting into a zone which was vacated by the British or by the Greeks in the past by the British uh by the Soviets and Americans so uh, we should welcome China uh, and their investment into Afghanistan if they can finish some of those infrastructure projects if they can ensure safety of passage for their own people uh, in and out of Afghanistan uh, all good luck to them more power to them um you know and uh, you know obviously i don't want the afghan people to be you know left to the wolves so to speak right mm-hmm. at least with china in uh, present there we hope that the taliban will not wag its uh, tail like it used to in the past mm-hmm. there is somebody china is not a pushover adit you know if you see mm-hmm. even in the cpec uh, uh, projects uh, although there were many hiccups with the baloch mm-hmm. rebels with the 
um, you know, some other factions, uh, you know, that wanted to create trouble in the CPEC, those projects have uh, still gone ahead in spite of all the hiccups. So China did take into account that there, there will be risk. And if that is the same risk and they want to have a clear access to uh, the Arabian Sea and continue their uh, sort of Belt and Road initiative through Afghanistan, more power to them. You know, everybody has tried and failed. Maybe the Chinese will. Who knows, you know. Or, or they, so, they also have better uh, technology to safeguard uh, Taliban from extremism. You know, case in point, Xinjiang <laughs> province. No, such a okay. that 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 point is such a such an oxymoron. China has better technology to safeguard Taliban from extremism. But look, yes, ye, ye yes because that is what they're doing in yeah, that is what apparently they're doing with the Uyghur Muslims in uh, Xinjiang, right? There are now this, uh, this statement is like make sure you take an umbrella in the swimming pool to protect yourself from the water that's coming from the top, so yeah. that you don't get burned. Yeah. Yeah, the Chinese seem to have a solution to everything. They just put everything in a silo and they train them. They clear. I mean, clean shaven Taliban would be a good sight. I mean, <laughs> literally. Pramod is getting getting into all sorts of trouble on this. But no, you're right. I mean, you know, it, it, the, the point is well. The point is well taken. That interestingly, no one has had any success whatsoever in the Afghanistan region. So um, China is, you know, well to try out. But the thing, it's known as the graveyard of empires. So maybe the counter to a resurgent China that has expansionist idea is it goes to Afghanistan and realizes we don't want to go further. That is that is exactly what's going to happen. Mark my words, in the next 10-15 years, China will fee, uh, feel the way to support uh, Taliban infrastructure, you know, they haven't even recognized the Taliban government yet, right? That is the first step to provide sanctity to and uh, recognition. If once that happens, that means aid will come in. That why does any country, whether you're de jure or de facto ruler of a country, the first thing you need to is uh, unfreeze the funds that are lying outside, right? How do you, for example, I'll just give a simple example. There's Afghanistan's embassy in uh, Delhi. Right mm -hmm. now, after the Taliban has taken over uh, Afghanistan de facto, but they are de jure, not still, uh, they're not recognized as the ruler. So, all the funds that were allocated by the Afghanistan government under Ghani still go to the uh, embassy staff, salaries, and all that for the next maybe six months or so. Right mm -hmm. after which, nobody knows what's going to happen. But that is the dilemma that Afghan Taliban faces. They have not done mass executions yet, they have not shown their true colors yet only because they need that sanctity and that sanctity will come from China only after it imposes a heavy sort of and everybody knows everybody in Africa knows everybody in Sri Lanka knows in Bangladesh in Myanmar what kind of toll that uh, that sort of conditions of Chinese support will get you know uh, to Taliban right so I think at for and in the beginning I, I was feeling very upset and depressed by the exit of uh, the United States and the uh, in the uh, NATO away from mm -hmm. Afghanistan because there is a lot of good people that felt uh, betrayed. But then mm -hmm. now a little bit of hope has come in because Chinese terms and conditions are entirely different. Okay, mm -hmm. They are going to really have their pound of flesh. And there's, a, there's still $1 trillion worth of minerals left in Afghanistan are they, that needs to be mm -hmm. mined. And Chinese are really good at it. You know, um, well, so, But, but the, then one could argue that what has happened in Pakistan and Baluchistan, specifically, with you know all the Lindran Ditch, one doesn't want to 
the Afghan people to suffer that sort of, you know, instability and stuff like that. And one hopes for that the Baluchi people yeah. get some sort of relief uh, yeah. uh, from the yeah. assault that they are facing. But yeah. let, 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 pivoting a little bit, and we'll go come back to Pakistan and Afghanistan when we discuss Prime Minister Narendra Modi's uh, United Nations speech. Uh, yeah. Pivoting a little bit to uh, Prime Minister Modi uh, meeting President Joe Biden. Uh, I think this was a very important meeting for one reason. I mean, any time an Indian leader and an American leader are meeting, it is significant. It is yeah. more important than usual because uh, there were a lot of skepticism. There was a lot of skepticism post in the post-Trumpian world if the yeah. relationship will continue. I, for once, had no qualms about it because Joe Biden essentially has been an extension of the Obama foreign policy and the relation between, uh, uh, I mean, the camaraderie between President Obama and Prime Minister Modi, I think, was stronger than what you saw between Mr. Modi and Mr. Trump. But, um, and it's it, the only difference was that within the democratic establishment, there is a certain arm, a, uh, you know, the far left in America that may not be more. Uh, you know, uh, that somehow wants to equate, you know, uh, uh, Narendra Modi with their completely wild conspiracy theory that graced the pages of New York Times and Washington Post. So how do you oh, yeah. deal with that? Well, you don't deal with it, uh, you know, uh, uh, you only deal with it with uh, the disdain it deserves, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Prime Minister Modi did an excellent job by not being paying heed yeah. to the protests that were happening. There was counter protests mm -hmm. happening by the Indian uh, American diaspora. Uh, mm -hmm. And as India grows, it, this is going to happen. Uh, you know, a lot of people will try to gain leverage on India by citing issues that have been very traditional. It's a toolkit. Everybody now knows about the toolkit. You know, you, me, Sunanda, and all of us have been talking about this template, this deep American establishment template or the deep state template that has existed since millennia, right? Almost, I would say, about a 100-year-old template that now the Indian establishment fully understands that if you raise this issue, then we will also ratchet it up by raising it because the respect that the American establishment has had across the world has waned at it and this is again how lucky can narendra modi be dekho maybe now maybe now maybe now a certain gps on cnn news will find its india location very fast so i'm, I'm just going to look, look, going we, to are, we are living in a, we are living in a time where a country oh. is represented by a leader who has come openly uh, at, you know he's speaking in hindi never happened before okay uh, he's talking via an interpreter. He could have sp spoken in English, right? He didn't do it. And you've, you've had all these industry CEOs, in spite of what's happening across the world, making a beeline to establish establishment large presence in India. Now, our people are almost insisting like a policy in making India. They cannot basically sell anything unless that uh, entire technology is transferred, replicated. You saw the... Uh, the negotiation with uh, Airbus, okay? Mm -hmm. A year and a half ago, Airbus was not willing to give the C295 technology. But as soon as France got kicked out of the submarine deal, mm -hmm. you, you see what happened? They immediately said only 16 will be manufactured in Spain, the remaining 40 under license to Tata's with tra transfer of technology. Every single CEO about a year and a half ago, this is Modi pre-2019, mm -hmm. okay? Two years mm -hmm. is all it took for the global opinion to be mm. completely changed about uh, the Indian sort of thought process. And which is now, they themselves will come with proposals of making India. They themselves will say, this is the parameters we need. 
and they'll make a beeline to India. And that's you see, you see the Sensex and uh, what kind of performance Indian stock exchange yeah, is giving us. No, and, and you you actually nailed a very important point. The global opinion, I think, in India was always favorable. They were always happy about the India growth story. I think the biggest problem with a lot of people was that the global op-ed pages did not line up with what uh, the global optimism was. So they're like, Are, why are the op-ed pages of New York Times, Washington Post, and uh, other organizations not lining up? Because they are not analysts writing, they're ideologues. And you have to... They're activists. Them. They're activists. They're activists. Exactly. Till we come up with that conclusion in our heads, because I have struggled with that. That yeah. How can you so far removed from facts because if yeah. you're not uh, if you're not a reporter or an analyst or, and if you're just an it's like think about uh, think about uh, about 20000 arundhati roy's writing i mean things yeah. it's just like that right yeah. and, uh, that arundhati has just become that essentially these days yeah but um, you know, but I digress uh, on that. Coming back, coming back now to the 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 known knowns, so to speak, of the visit. Uh, there are three big points, right? One that Narendra Modi uh, and Joe Biden sort of reaffirmed uh, the relationship that it was a continuum from the Donald Trump uh, uh, policy, which was mm -hmm. completely dehyphenating India and Pakistan. There was no, yeah. uh, uh, not only that, Prime Minister Modi actually reaffirmed about India's, you know, faith in its own democratic principles, so to speak. Uh, it was a subtle jibe as well that if your vice president can, uh, you know, or uh, previous administration can say certain things, we can give it back in the same tone. So course, yeah. I, I thought that was a great, um, great touch. The third thing was economic engagement still remains because in the post-COVID world, that yeah. India-US economic engagement shouldn't end. And the last one, the fourth one, uh, I said three takeaways, but there was a fourth one, is the strategic thing that pivoted straight into Quad. So can you expand a little bit on those and then we'll go straight into Quad? Absolutely. The intelligence sharing has been phenomenal. You know, Balakot would not have happened unless the American deep state provided us that near accurate information, right? Now it's, a, it's an open secret, which was that uh, country that was providing that. It was obviously the CIA giving the information to Rob. And Ra also had its own sources to kind of validate that. Yeah. And uh, that has been a game changer because when you look at the technologies that are now being offered, the uh, MQ-9, the predator drones, right? They're yeah. still the state of the art. Now, no drone can beat uh, what the predator can do, do yeah. right? The um, PA, Poseidon uh, anti-submarine aircraft, which essentially can be, uh, you know, be right away after they take off from uh, either, uh, you know, Tanjabur or Tambaram or Arakonam, wherever they're based out of in Tamil Nadu, they can yeah. start tracking all the submarines all, all the way uh, in the Indian Ocean, and if they fly a little bit towards uh, Southeast Asia, towards Thailand, they can track the submarines off mm. the, the the secret base, the so-called secret base that China has off, off of Hainan. Okay, that is how much sensitive technology is being given because essentially the United States has realized that they have stre they are stretched far too thin, are they? And they have to now bank on India, Australia, and of course, of course, Japan has always been a very reliable partner in this kind of uh, mm. sensitive military technology. Two, immigration was always a big sort of a hiccup that people like us have gone through 10, 15 years of wait, right? Did you realize the past mm. seven, eight months, ever since Biden has come to power, and again, credit to both Trump and Biden, Adit, about 150,000 people uh, of Indian origin mm. have gotten green cards, just like that. Okay? Last I remember this yeah, sort of a that, thing. I mean, that is also because of the situation. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm Sorry, giving you credit to both Trump and 
Trump and Biden, both, both. This is bipartisan, right? Uh, I, last I remember, this happening was because of Bush, uh, uh, Junior Bush, and uh, Obama. People like me got uh, green cards in 2011. Okay, that sort of a way. So there's a 10-year sort of a, this thing, and imagine about 150,000 people becoming U.S. citizens in the next five years. Okay, after their green cards, uh, they they get five years, right? So there 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 is an acceptance of the positive uh, things that uh, the American diaspora, Indian American diaspora, is doing, and they have. We literally agreed to expedite the green card process of many other hundreds and thousands of people, probably by paying extra fees. And finally, the economic uh, uh, imperative that the Americans have realized that the only country left to do massive business with in Asia is India. They're done doing But business with China. You, you can sort of, you can sort of rely, be reliable. Rely, India is a reliable ally in a way that you are not yes. going to see any major changed conditions in India. No, right? No. With China right now, what America is saying is, "Kalu yeah. ke Hong Kong pe dhawa bol diya that we are going to do this analysis. Taiwan pe bhi. Bitcoin ko illegal declare kar diya kisi ek bank ne. So yeah. with China, it is, it is a very unreliable sort of thing, and it is essentially dependent on the whims of what emperors he decides yeah. to do. Exactly, and 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 China is obviously uh, made its investments felt in South America. Its investments in Africa have been huge, and mm. the countries that have already been at the receiving end are beginning to mm. repent it. And the only country now uh, which can replace at least the aid part of it is India. So they know yeah. that the outreach that you know reason why these uh, hundreds and thousands of deals are being offered for the Navy and Air Force is essentially. So that at least somebody can continue that aid. Uh, most of these countries are dependent on aid, are they? Financial aid, uh, you know, even in the vaccine maitri, that whole space was essentially earlier uh, uh, managed by Red Cross, uh, which right. India took over, right? For three months, so you remember the vaccine maitri uh, so, whole diplomacy? I, I, no, no, no. Hold, hold on to that thought. That we'll cover in the last ten minutes when we talk about uh, Prime Minister's United Nations speech, because uh, I want to talk just about the vaccines in there. Yeah. Let's move to the quad now, and um, and what what that guys whoever are watching live on Twitter and things like that, the, you guys have been tweeting questions. But if you want to ask questions on the stream, do write to us. We can you know share it right here with those watching, and then we can definitely let you know what uh, you know give our, our perspective on what you guys think. Um, let's come to the 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 ideas on the quad, right? Um, How do you how do you view uh, the, the quad now? Uh, clearly, like we said in the beginning of the podcast, it has to be complementary with the A uh, AUS AUK or something or AUK US. I AUKUS, 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 A UK US alliance. I person, I mean, quad has Australia and US just like you know there. So the only difference is really UK. And I, I have no um, uh, doubts in my mind that UK can can uh, you know will be accommodated or something like that, right? Especially in the post Brexit world, I just don't know how France is going to feel about that. But we'll uh, uh, we'll we'll we'll, um, we'll talk about that. Um, how do you view this? What is going to happen? You think it is going to have uh, like the Quad, uh, you know, declaration itself going to have. A lot of run-ins with China because it involves what they call as free and open Indo-Pacific because of the conflicts China has in the South China Sea with almost seven countries and the island uh, uh, sort of building the measures that China is doing. 
uh, a lot of the supply chains uh, going through the Strait of Malaccas will be affected by it, Adit. And, and as America moves towards a um, you know less dependent sort of uh, economy, energy, essentially in the next 10 to 12 years, you will see it uh, focus more on renewable energy rather than non-renewable energy. Uh, America's trade uh, dependency, at least in, on the Middle East, will go down to an uh, all-time low. At the same time, the trade that still moves, the supply lines that still moves through the Straits of Malacca or the Java Sea towards the Middle East, still uh, the only country that can disrupt those supplies. So, you know, United States also has to think on what it will take to basically encircle China, which is what China has been doing with this string of pearls. Now, there's a counter system of pearls that has to be developed. So militarily and also from a trade standpoint, India's arm uh, of, uh, you know, at least strengthening these ports, you know, the, the port that India was almost uh, completing in Chabahar in uh, Iran and a couple of port projects that are coming up in Mauritius and also in Tanzania will be strengthened uh, by the uh, Quad, uh, which is obviously the financing will come from Japan. The United States is not in a position to do any financing for the next one to two years because of the COVID uh, pandemic and the two to three trillion dollars additional uh, money it had to print. But at least Japan is in a better position to support those infrastructure projects, the counter string of pearls uh, that India will continue to build. With Australia, with Australia and India, with Australia and India, the the biggest gain would be in, uh, in uh, you know materials that um, uh, were originally sourced from China for obvious reasons, and the Australians want certain restrictions lifted. So maybe sort of some sort of a free trade uh, agreement specifically between India and Australia will be in the offing that will replace the raw materials that uh, the Australians were sourcing from China. Now, as far as Japan is concerned, Japan is going through a little bit of a pain point in terms of political uh, uh, uncertainty only because of, uh, you know, Abe's, uh, I don't, I don't know if Abe is wanting to return. Uh, there's murmurs of his uh, return after Suga. I, I doubt it, Suga. but basically Mr. Suga saying that he's not going to come back is what has, you know, right. sort of... Right. <laughs> right, but Japan also needs to be strengthened militarily after uh, almost 60 to 70 years. They're coming out of that Pacific constitution, pacifist mm -hmm. uh, constitution, mm -hmm. which uh, basically wanted their entire military to be redesigned as self-defense force. Now they are building or rebuilding air, aircraft carriers. So there are certain things um, that uh, obviously uh, Japan needs that India can help uh, in terms of technology. India has recently built a large aircraft carrier in Cochin and they want that technology to transfer to Japan. So it's, it's a very mutually uh, beneficial relationship. So before we go into the uh, UNGA address, um, yes. we've got a fascinating question. If, is US going to sanction Pakistan in any sort of way? Not immediately. Um, not immediately. Uh, I think they will wait yeah. to see how Pakistan will control the Taliban. And if, uh, you know, because there are already restrictions on Pakistan, there's no need to impose new restrictions. There's an FATF, um, you know, the, they're still on that list. The FATF, uh, which is essentially the inability of Pakistan to move its own uh, money from banks in Europe and uh, elsewhere and safe havens. Uh, has been heavily curtailed by this FATF list that they're included on. Uh, they, America is obviously going to watch if this ratcheting up by Pakistan, we just saw just a couple of days ago in uh, Kashmir, 
uh, some uh, terrorists sneak into India, right? And there was a uh, attempt to come in uh, in good numbers. So if those now if those uh, sort of ratcheting up by Pakistan happens to try to get, garner the attention, they're now going back to that same storyline that look look we are not able to control this Taliban. We are also suffering that same story, soft story. Pakistan is uh, you know basically parading to the rest of the world, right? If they continue doing that and India starts suffering. Because now economic interest is at the center of quad, by the way. It's not military because to be very honest with you, the latest and greatest strategic technologies will never come from the United States for India. Okay, it will always either come from Russia or now France. France, which is so bitter, ki immediately after the AUKUS thing happened, uh, Macron calls up Modi and says, Modi bhai, kya chahiye? Use the correct term, Priya Mitra. Mitra has been ready for the past six years with huh. the kind of uh, technology that was denied even by France. France is no my, sort of... Uh, huh. my, my, my subtle joke on that is the word Mitra is now glowing global. It's, it's not just limited <laughs> to India. So <laughs> our Mitra is ready. Our Mitra is ready and they are also desperate right now. They are going to lose a lot of jobs if India doesn't step in and sign that agreement with uh, France for additional yeah. scorpion uh, submarines with AIP technology, yeah, those Barracuda uh, submarines hai, that were literally going to go onto the shop floor are going to be diverted over to India, which is which is obviously okay. a great. So now, uh, now, now, I have to hit pause on this part of the discussion to jump on the United Nations speech because I mean we are we are uh, of course five ten yeah. minutes uh, over time, but I uh, people are still watching us, people yes. are speaking to us, people are still liking the stream. So if you haven't done that. Uh, please hit like, subscribe, uh, please retweet uh, and share. Only when you guys share the show, the love on social media, are more people going to come watch, write to us. And we are going to, you know, even bring, uh, we are going to be able to get you even more, more panelists, more discussions and so forth. I have to do a little bit of housekeeping, guys. But back to United Nations uh, speech today. It was a terrific speech. Uh, he ended with a very strong message on terrorism, Afghanistan, China. But let's go from where he began with, where he talked about the first DNA uh, vaccine developed. Uh, of course, the Zydus vaccine. I have to do a shout out. Uh, fellow Amdavadi, Mr. Pankaj Patel and his company Zydus Cadilla. So uh, as as you may know, when it comes to a little bit, uh, little bit of issues like that, I get to play the proud chauvinist for two seconds and then I go back to being the analyst. But no, seriously, it's a very proud moment for India. Very yes. proud moment. Yes. Um, that India has done that. India, Novavax and Serum Institute submitted their sort mm -hmm. of doses, uh, their, their application to the World Health Organization. So you're going to find a little bit of um, uh, what's going on there. But I want to highlight his efforts on vaccine my three how they are going to now import more vaccine export more vaccines while yeah. vaccinating at record numbers this week. I mean, unbelievable. So what do you make promote of this speech? Well, uh... This is a breakthrough speech, uh, you know, of a, a statesman who has been in the making for 20 years. Um, we'll have to do a little bit more digging to find out if this was an extempo speech because Modi does not do written speeches and he has never gone off on a, on a script. And last time I remember it was Sushma Swaraj who was given a script and she still had to go through the, the script several times to maybe match her oratory with that. But this was very well thought out and uh, delivered in a very natural way. And it is almost like a, an elderly guru tutoring the world that, look, do we really need to fight amongst ourselves? 
when the world this was a unifying moment this was a moment we could have all come together look at us look at what we did and it was in a very humble manner it was not a proud or confident or like a kya kehte hain usko it was not uh, in a in a brackful manner okay it was like saying ki look in spite of all that in spite of our shortcomings and our own uh, sort of uh, issues we mm. whatever uh, we could uh, mm. do in, the, in those three months absolutely we could do it and that that is the embodiment of what we will continue to do that is the going to be the hallmark the signature of our uh, diplomacy around the world right which is mm. what india was always since time immemorial and mm. this man he comes with a divine wind on his side are you know divine wind there's still so many countries that are struggling for vaccines we are now at a point where probably in another 5 to 6 months the vaccine production has ramped up not as many people would need to be vaccinated in india so that excess supply we have established those routes our air india planes are available the air force transport uh, fleet is growing by leaps and bounds where will it be used remember there was times when our people were sending indian uh, navy ships to evacuate people who are in yemen or other places now this is exactly what he will do he'll use the and navy as of, and as of two days ago and no no and as of two days ago i'm quoting the google data i mean the data has updated since but uh, more than at least more than 627 million people have, have been vaccinated with at least one dose which is more than 45.9% of the population the total population right not yeah. the, just the eligible population and then more than 220.3 million people are fully vaccinated so which yeah. is what that number obviously i think is close to so probably 17% by today because they are vaccinating people in the millions every day so it is um, it is unbelievable what uh, what we've done um but so 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 it was a two part right if when we talk about the carrot and stick approach the carrot was the vaccination that india wants to do diplomacy mm-hmm. using uh, you know the goodness i mean the vaccination sharing technology sharing cooperation world cooperation so to speak we even got uh, uh, lauded by who uh, uh, for this but then comes the other part of the speech where uh, prime minister said that we are not going to be uh, any warned about afghanistan not being used as to a country to launch terrorism from you cannot use yeah. essentially he said you cannot use terrorism as a state policy which elements of the pakistani state have done for a long time he did that in seo as well this was a continuation of the speech he had begun in seo where he mentioned clearly that this cooperation is excellent all of us have to cooperate in trade and military mm-hmm. war gaming and all sorts of technology transfers that we have learned from our experience and we have imbibed from the rest of the world we'll we'll be more than happy to set up schools and train you guys mm-hmm. in our technology and all that kind of stuff so, you know in, in fact launch your satellites all that can be facilitated but then please be aware that our uh, if your territory is used against india This is the first time again an indian prime minister saying this openly that if your territory is used directly or indirectly as a source of terror against india as a source of anti india activities then we will have to take attention and we have to have, we have, will uh, take action and he repeated Absolutely. that in in unga in a different way in in a different way he said it, you know this coalition that needs to be built is well do we want to safeguard lives do we want to safeguard mm-hmm. the sanctity of human life or do we want to use the life and throw it away this is a beautiful architecture he built around covid and then the larger importance because everybody has thought this through right 
whether you're rich poor you know you're a strong country or weak country everybody was the same during covid who hasn't thought yes. uh, talked about it or thought about it bolo isne socha nahi even prime ministers presidents everybody got affected right agar ye pa ye time mein logon ne baith ke nahi socha they they didn't think that life hmm. human life is so precious to save hmm. right uh, who else can and and the prime minister is very beautiful uh, you know in, in the way he has conducted himself it fills me with immense pride that uh, you know we are at a time we are living in a time where india is being appreciated and all the negative sort of uh, propaganda no matter what how many times you try it's almost like you know we have a shield that shield is the global goodwill that has formed around india and it's 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 Absolutely. in a Ellen, that, that, that is the ultimate ultimate message planet. of the trip Uh, yeah. so we will discuss more in detail on that but pramod before uh, we even go any further any recommendations you have for our viewers listeners because a lot of people are going to be viewing this past stream and listening to this on soundcloud well i i saw bell bottom i i saw bell bottom and i as i've always said i've uh, you know there are 10 points that you can find fault with indira gandhi but the one good thing that she always did was to strengthen raw which is continuing to be a great asset of india Yeah. and uh, and uh, the operations that ra undertook during that time when indian airlines and air indian planes were being bombed or hijacked yeah. right is amazing and akshay kumar did a spectacular job in the movie so, so, um, but but there are three or four things i want to say i mean first of all this is based on the uh, uh, an instance that rambi raman talks about in his book the cowboys of raw uh, mm-hmm. which is a must read for anyone yeah. everyone listening watching the podcast in whatever year i'm talking about you listen to this 5 years from now or 5 months from now if you haven't read that book pick it up and read it it's available on kindle second thodi liberty zyada leni thi i don't think rameshwar nath kao rn kao sat so silently in every single meeting uh, and uh, if i mean i would be very angry <laughs> the way kao was portrayed in that movie i i wish they had done it a little better nor did the character of akshay kumar go and order around officers like this i mean yeah. they would be fine like doing that, that. Yeah. Huh. yeah it doesn't happen so, like that yeah but it's, it's 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 just a story of what india was up against and uh, it's yeah. a very interesting thing i watched the other side i just finished watching a show called kota factory that's just come mm. up two days ago on netflix it's season 2 the season 1 is on youtube about how the iit obsessed city of kota deals with it it's a fantastic show and uh, uh, for me the, the one of the best scenes was they're talking to a professor where the professor is saying ki main kahin ja raha hu and the students is like ye nahi chalega they are like main dharne pe baithunga main chakka jam karwa dunga instinct the professor looks at him and he's like oh jnu wapas aao wapas aao ye iit ki link training ho rahi hai jnu i just thought that was a fantastic line in that but uh, watch these uh, it's, it's 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 interesting things but um, you know before we uh, wrap up closing thoughts i think this was a very successful meeting i think uh, it, it 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 set a very good it's a, it set a great stage for uh, engagement and the apprehensions that both side have both sides must have had with uh, a new administration in us and how it would deal with india and stuff i think they have all been dissuaded it's probably been as strong as ever the economy is i mean we don't have to say a thing look at the uh, way the indicators are looking in the next uh, two quarters uh, the kind of infrastructure that was silently built during covid times people were complaining ki ye jo migrant labor hai unko kyu road pe road bichhane ke liye bheja ja raha hai ye kyu uttaranchal mein road laying ke liye facing china kiya ja raha hai look at 
look at the infrastructure that is being built in india i saw a, a video on uh, nitin gadkari's inspection of the mumbai uh, delhi expressway you know the world's longest expressway access control expressway that is being built look at that world class it is cut down bombay to delhi there was times it took me 36 hours drive time okay mm-hmm. not not more than 3 3 day 3 years ago now that if it cuts, it is it cuts down by uh, probably it will go down to 12 hours okay if you don't mm-hmm. you know there's like few stops here and there right 12 hours imagine the the reduction in fuel consumption imagine the reduction mm-hmm. in taxes uh, or uh, octroi or whatever uh, state to state you have to pay this is just one yeah, one uh, access one access yeah. you know just started at delhi overnight you are in uh, mumbai are you know 12 ghante mein and bullet trains that are no, getting on a lighter note you, you on a lighter note pramod you never have to tell me the significance of highways i could do a two hour podcast just yeah. on that <laughs> yeah exactly and you, you see you know that the, यहाँ पे ह्यूस्टन डैलस बुलेट ट्रेन करने में यू नो हाई स्पीड रेल करने में देखो इमिनेंट डोमेन की वजह से यू नो ऑल द प्रॉब्लम्स दैट आर गोइंग ऑन राइट नाउ दे विल प्रॉब्ली ले दैट इन टेन इयर्स और कितना है टू टू फिफ्टी माइल्स का दस साल लगेंगे देखो सोल्यूशन and uh, obviously our biggest uh, next 3 years focus has to be on manufacturing and banking you know now because of this bad bank that they have created all the uh, non performing assets are being transferred to that bad bank and the recapitalizations of the banking institutions lowering of interest rates everything we have talked about for the past 7 years has been set into motion for this prime growth to happen so you mm. can imagine in the next 7 years from 3 trillion we could as well go to about 10 trillion it's just like like mm. this because of this industrial hubs that you know now that the roads are going to be you know pretty much world class all you need is these uh, you know uh, manufacturing plants set, mm. set up uh, everywhere that's it mm. absolutely that's absolutely it. fascinating points from more than let's see how the us engagement does well, i yeah. appreciate everyone you everyone of you guys joining us uh, this is been a short notice we did not plan this but we wanted to do a short what broadcast and we're doing another show tomorrow with um, with a, a friend on this so please check out my twitter feed i'll tweet a link to that show and we'll be doing many more podcasts this week and in weeks to come please like share subscribe on whatever platform you are listening or watching this one on we'll be back uh, next week or this week with more thanks again pramod for joining always oh thank you always next time i'm pretty sure when kamala uh, party comes to india um, narendra modi will gift her a pair of bangles <laughs> no. you if for any further questions please ask pramod <laughs> but please please like share subscribe to mind makers guys uh, we'll talk more very soon thank you guys thank you bye